when I came to, I was lying in a cot in a rank prison cell. Sheriff Partridge was on the other side of the bars reading the Sunday Times Herald while his secretary, Kathy, ruffled through some papers somewhat less than enthusiastically. As soon as I raised my head to look around, the audible creak drew her eye. Sheriff! Not now, Kathy. Mandrake Madrician's in a tight spot, but I think he might still get out of it. Sheriff, the prisoner! Blimey! Awake, are we? What's going on, Sheriff? Why am I here? Well, that's not such an easy question. We found you in the Charles property this morning, passed out, all covered in blood. When Deputy Baum went out to inform your folks here, found quite a scene. I know. And I know who did it, Sheriff. Oh, really? You saw him? I saw the man. I chased him, but he got away. He's got my mother, too. You've got to help me. Your mother, eh? We're wondering where she might be. Who's this perpetrator, then? What's his name? I don't know. Oh. But but I can describe him. He's tall, dark hair, mustache, glass eye. Dressed like some bad guy from a universal picture. I'll be buggered. Sounds like a frightening character, all right? If you let me out of here, I can draw a picture of him. I draw okay. Righto. Well, about that, I don't think I can do that. What? Why can't you? Well... You're the main suspect, dummy. Um, what? See things from our perspective. You're covered in your father's blood. No one else was near the farm last night, except your mum and dad, of course. And you're sort of an unknown quantity, as far as the town is concerned, you see. It's not the best look. You can't. You can't believe I killed my father. Miss Lerman, I believe in the innocence of everyone on the face of the planet, except that damn Ned Callaby. Until proven guilty in a court of law. You'll get your fair trial, don't worry. You don't understand. I can't stay here. I've got to get after him. Please, Sheriff. You have to let me go. Sorry, love. Can't have you running off, eh? But you can rest assured we'll catch whoever did this. In fact, if it's you, we've already caught him. The Aurora Sheriff's Department will make sure your father's death and your mother's disappearance are properly punished. So even if you go to the gas chamber... You can know they've been avenged. Comforting thought, eh? I think so. I didn't kill anyone. The man from the sky did it. Man from the sky, you said? Leave her be. She's not so sheriff. Whole town knows it. No! <laughs> what I say. Oh, no, no. Don't cry, love. It's all right. It'll be even more right once this is all sorted. There, there. Now, what was it you were saying before? I didn't quite... It was the man. The man with the laugh. He went back to his pyramid in the stars. He's got my mother there. I saw her. I saw her, Sheriff, but I, I couldn't hold on. What'd I tell you? Read too much Buck Rogers, I bet. That's one hypothesis. Now, why don't you keep to whatever it is you do, Kathy? and I'll do the police work around here. Whatever. I'll be off now, Miss Lerman. Anything I can get you to make your stay a little less traumatising? Yeah. Dwayne Taylor? You can get me Dwayne Taylor. Dwayne Taylor? Josiah's boy. Sheriff, that kid's no good. The two must be in it together. Kathy, what did I tell you? He can tell you where I was. He can tell you I didn't do it. Well then, suppose I'll have a word with the lad. 
Don't go anywhere, eh? <laughs> Sorry. He trundled off, leaving me gripping the bars as if for dear life, alternating between staring dead-eyed and sobbing uncontrollably. Kathy eyed me with distaste for a moment, then went back to her papers. I can't tell you how I was feeling at that moment. It was like I'd left behind everything I knew, left like a newborn screaming in the light. Not even a book or anything to keep me grounded. Of course, in such a state, I could hardly take charge of arguing my own case. My only hope was that Dwayne would do it for me. An hour later, he got his chance when Partridge dragged him in. When I caught a glimpse of him, it felt like the first gasp of air I'd had in an eternity. I called out, Dwayne! Dwayne! Oh God, Dwayne! Who's that? Lottie? What are you doing here? All right, son. I want you to tell me if you were with this young woman here between five and eight o'clock in the evening yesterday. Dwayne. Let him talk for now, love. Go on. You mean if I was with her the whole time? That's right. Dwayne, listen to me. What's this about, Sheriff? A very serious matter. I recommend you consider your answer carefully. Uh, I don't know. We went out round then. I wasn't really counting how long exactly. Do you have any idea? Could she have slipped out at any time, perhaps? Uh... He'd been avoiding my gaze the entire time, but now he caught my eye. I suppose my look said something, because he seemed to catch on just then. Then he showed himself a better man than I ever predicted. No, I don't think so. We met at the soda fountain, then stayed out by Old Base Road till a while past nightfall. Really lost track of time. By the time I left her and got home, it was already around 8.30. That right? And the Lerman farm is at least half an hour from town on foot, ain't it? Yeah, it is. I see. Well, my lad, everything seems in order. You two are an item, then I am. Um, take it? Well... Yes, Sheriff. Ah, young lob. It's a beautiful thing, don't you think, Kathy? Sure. Is that everything, Sheriff? I gotta go help my pop out real soon. Don't worry, lad. You're clear. Go in there and give your lady love a hug, eh? Is that allowed? If I say it's alright, my lad, it's alright. Go on. Lottie, I... Uh... You don't have to say anything, Dwayne. I just want to say that... Hey! What's going on? Sorry, lad. Got your fib in there. We got a more reliable witness saying you left her around 5.30. Eli Faulkner. How do you know? Anyway, if you're covering for her, we've got to hold you as an accomplice. Let me know if you need anything, eh? You can't... you can't do this. Lad, I'm the sheriff. If I say we're holding you, we're holding you. Serves you right, too. Hey, come back here. Hey, I gotta talk to my pop. Good luck with that. You're lucky all you tailors ain't in the clinks, sonny. It's outrageous, that's what it is. Lottie, come on, we gotta do something. <laughs> Lottie? Please, let's leave everything between us behind for now. We gotta get out of here. You gotta call your folks somehow. Dwayne, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I Look, here. It's okay. It's okay. You don't gotta be sorry. Just... Tell me how you got here in the first place. I, I wish somebody'd turn on the radio. <laughs> you won't get nothing out of her, buddy. 
She's been like that since we brought her in for bumping off her daddy. What did you say? Dwayne. <laughs> you heard me. She killed her pop. Ran him through right on the dinner table. <laughs> Guess they forgot to make roast that day. How can you believe that? Look at her for Christ's sakes. Dwayne, it's all right. Dwayne. That's why they're holding you? I never heard anything so stupid. It doesn't matter. Listen to me, Dwayne. I think I'm losing my mind. Your pop was murdered. Of course you're upset. And you know what? It's it's criminal of them to treat you this way. I will make sure- It's not that. Please, it's not that. It's my dreams. Oh, you mean your daydreams? You mean those stories you like to play in your head? Yeah, sort of, but I think they're trying to kill me. What? What is? My dreams! They killed Pa already, and now they got Ma up there in the pyramid. You understand? Do I sound crazy? I'll be honest, a little bit. But whatever you gotta say, baby, I'm listening. I should have corrected him when he called me baby. But I'll admit I didn't mind so much. He was a good man. Not the man for me. I knew that, but one I could count on. Of course, right then, I didn't have much choice. I told him everything, from the strange man in the old house to my trip to the stars, and he nodded the whole way. At the end, he had just one question. Wait a minute. You can fly? I don't know. Can't you try it? Fly us on out of here. I would if I could, but I'm not sure. Maybe it was just a dream. You can't tell? Not so long ago, I could. Now, you could tell me this is all a nightmare and I'd believe you. I think I'd be happy. I'm sorry, baby. This cell's plenty real. But don't you worry. Soon as my pop figures out where we are, and he will, he'll give old Partridge a good dressing down and spring us both before you can say habeas corpus. I sure hope so. God, I sure hope so. Till then, I guess we just gotta wait. If we gotta stay overnight, you get the bunk, of course. Dwayne, you really are a sweetheart. I hope I didn't hurt you none. What's that, baby? No, of course not. Don't you worry. He fell silent after that. Just put his hands in his pockets and went to look out the window. He didn't want me to see his face, but of course I knew he was crying. I didn't know if I should say something, go over and hold him, so I ended up doing nothing. We stayed like that for a long time. I don't know how long. The clock on the wall was broken. I just know every second was like a new round of torture. I was paralyzed, trapped in the hell I'd tried to escape for so long. Myself, alone, in the real world. It suffocated me. I felt like I was drowning, except I never died. There seemed to be no escape. Not until Deputy Bomb swung by in the evening and headed for the radio. Hey, to Kathy. Howdy, Lyman. Find anything at the Lerman place? Not a thing. Whole thing is a wild buggy chase, if you ask me. What's on? Martha, that lone stranger again? Ain't that lone ranger? Who the hell cares? Maybe WRR's got something good. Who the hell's that? Senator Long from Louisiana. They say he might run for president. <laughs> I'll believe it when I see it. Anybody stirring in there? Doesn't look like it. He's dropped off to sleep and she's been like a statue pretty much since the sheriff left. Good. I'll be honest, this whole thing gives me the creeps, Kathy. 
I just don't understand the hang of the sheriff's guard on those kids. Sometimes he just gets something in his head and he won't let up. That's his business, not yours. He knows what he's doing. I hope so. Better not just be one of his stargazing craziness. I don't think I can take it. Did you say stargazing? Jesus H. Christ! You said she wasn't talking. She wasn't, until right now. Deputy, you said the sheriff does some stargazing. What'd you mean? I got nothing to say to you, prisoner. I, uh, gotta use the john. <laughs> Real class, Lyman. That how your mother taught you to talk to the fair sex? You leave my ma out of this. I'll be back. Deputy! Deputy! It's no use. He's too scared. Afraid the sheriff's lurking under the desk. Waiting to jump out and catch him stealing case secrets. What case secrets? You ain't even got a case. That's all a matter of opinion, ain't it? Since when are you a University of Northampton educated criminologist? Well, well, it just so happens our sheriff is. So you better keep quiet till your arraignment. Uh, I want a lawyer. Yeah, I want a date with Johnny Weissmuller. Ain't gonna happen though. I didn't really know what to say to that. I was just glad there was something to listen to, even if it was the news bulletin. The fellow was talking about a war way out in Inner Mongolia they'd just finished. This warlord called Sun had got himself encircled and surrendered to another warlord called Yan. I closed my eyes and I could just about see those two fellas in uniform, shaking hands right in the middle of the battlefield. That's when the queerest thing happened. I stepped forward, almost involuntarily, and fell right through the bars. But of course I did. They weren't there anymore. In fact, neither was the jailhouse. I was in that battlefield dead bodies all around and red sand under my feet. I walked around a little, wondering honestly what I was doing there. Then I guess I found out. Hello? You there? Sorry? Over here. <clears throat> I've got something to tell you. Who are you? Do you know how we got here? Of all stupid questions. I've always been here. You're just passing through. Oh, gee. You're... Yes. Say it. Dead. Fit right in here, don't I? You're the odd one out. <coughs> I don't want to be here. Would you rather be back in prison, eh? No. I, I don't know. Better make your mind up. If you don't even know... <coughs> what you want. How can you make it so? I can't do anything. I can't even be, for God's sake. I'm useless. From one point of view, you're very right. But... There's another? Oh, very good. Your youngsters are indeed sharp these days. <coughs> See? Your peculiar affliction might also make you uniquely suited for a position that is much coveted around in some circles. What position? I'm not in any position to elaborate, unfortunately. I abandoned it some time ago. You'll find uh, me here in the savage frontier of dream. Happy as can be. Do you... do you know about the pyramid? If not for it, we wouldn't be here. 
How? Where do you think your precious radio waves come from? Did you think they just sprung from their own <coughs> accord? Uh, yeah. Not so sharp as I thought it seems. Next you'll tell me Munin doesn't grow in trees. Mister, can you tell me anything about my mother? Oh, that's what you want, isn't it? That's what you're really looking for. Please, mister, I don't think I can go on without her. I can see that. Well, I can tell you. There's a way <coughs> back to her, but, but you'll need this. He stooped down with his cadaverous hand and pulled some bloody bandages off a dead soldier. When he handed them to me, I gotta admit I didn't really know what to do. So I told him, Mister, with all due respect, I don't see what good this'll do. Uh, that's for you to figure out. I'm done giving out hints. <coughs> Alright, one more. It's a mad world out there. If you want to go back there and face them all down, you have to understand. All stories are really the same story. But there's one. That's the, the truest, the purest one. <coughs> you can tell. That drowns out all the others. It's the one you dream every night. It's the one every priest in every temple chants. It's the first lie man told himself to be able to go on living. The lie so true it made reality look fake in comparison. That's what you're chasing. If you find it, God help us all. That's some kind of riddle? Maybe. <coughs> I pride myself on being oblique. Do you know what my dreams are? I think I do. But what do I know? The dead don't dream after all. Well, I don't think they talked or smoked cigars either, so maybe you're a special case. You flatter me. But before I <coughs> have to tell you <coughs> one thing. <coughs> he dropped his cigar and fell to his knees, coughing his lungs out. I bent down to help the poor fella. After all, he was the first to give me some kind of peace of mind since the previous night, and I didn't yet realize the full debt I owed him for that. But as I gripped his shoulder, he twisted around and stared me in the face with his ancient milky eyes. Come on, up and at him. What? Wakey, wakey, time for a little exercise, eh? Just like that, I find myself back in the jail cell, being shaken awake by the sheriff. Equipped with a flashlight and a revolver. Dwayne was already groggily getting to his feet beside me, leaning with one hand on the stone wall. It was pitch dark outside. Apparently I'd been in that strange battlefield for a long time, though it hardly seemed like ten minutes. Where are you taking us, huh? You think you could just cart us around like a sack of potatoes? Of course not. Potatoes, as a rule, are far more compliant. Hurry up, Wayne. We haven't got all night. What's going on? Are you letting us go? Ha! <laughs> I guess you could say that. Alright, single march and not a peep out of you. He led us out of the building at a brisk pace. With the gun trained on us, we didn't dare make a sound to draw any attention. Not that there was anybody awake to hear at this hour. 
We left the center of town and marched through endless cornfields until we got to our destination. It wasn't any place special at all, just a marked spot in the child's property, just west of ours. Once we got there, the sheriff told us to sit. He just stood there, watching the sky. The stars were out that night, but there was no moon. So it reminded me a little too much of another night in recent memory. And biting my lip was all I could do to stop myself from screaming while we sat there, waiting for God knows what. Dwayne noticed. Are you alright, baby? Lottie? Mm-hmm. Hey, Sheriff, what's the idea? You brought us out here just to intimidate us? Quiet. They're out there. They? Who the hell are they? The extraterrestrials, of course. Extra what? Men not of the earth, my lad. One of their scouts landed here a few decades back. It was in all the papers, even back down under. When I saw that news item, I knew where I'd make my fortune. Aurora, Texas. Seemed a nice enough town, or at least for America anyway. Settle in, get comfy, and wait for the aliens to come calling again. This must be one of their barracks. I look long and hard for that bloody thing. But now, if I deliver you two to them, I imagine they'll be very grateful. Might even point the way to where the rich pickings might be found. Gracious, you're just a fruitcake, aren't you? Didn't you hear the poor little miss? She said a man from the sky killed her father, then went back to his star pyramid. She ain't well, okay? Just think of what she saw last night. I'll mess with anybody's head. <laughs> Come off it. You saw him too, didn't you? I didn't see nothing. I hadn't seen her since yesterday till you brought me to the jailhouse. You mean you're not in league with her? Why'd you lie for her then? I know you did that. Tell me the truth, lad. I lied because I love her. Ain't that obvious enough? Now you mention it, yeah. Young love is a beautiful thing after all, I suppose. <laughs> Blimey! That'll help him find us alright. Baby, what's the matter? Tell me. Dwayne, I can't. I feel like I'm gonna die. It's okay. We'll get out of this in one piece. I promise. No. No, 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 no. It's something else. There, there. I see it. Jumping to Hoshaphat. It's moving towards us. That don't look like no intercosmic ship. Oh, you're an expert, are you? Look, look, here it comes. The fireball flew right over our heads, no more than 15 feet above ground, then kept on going west. It stopped somewhere in the distance, still dimly visible in the darkness, and hovered for a second. Then, the sheriff and Duane both let out a whimper as it unexpectedly let loose an enormous explosion, big enough for the whole of Wise County to see, I reckon. Somehow I knew. What I was seeing was my family's home going up in flames. There was nothing left of it now, though. What had made it home was long since dead. Now, once the flying fireball had finished its business there, it turned around and started heading back towards us. The sheriff seemed less happy to see it now. Oh, God! You, you think you can tell a friend from foe? Well, I'll tell you, mister, with that gun, you don't look like much of a friend. Oh, you're right. There, now we should be... You had that coming. Lottie, baby, we gotta go. Bandage. I don't know what the bandage means. Never mind no bandages. 
There ain't gonna be nothing left of us if that thing catches us. Oh god. Oh god. I was still dazed, hardly aware if I was awake or dreaming. But I still ran. Back into those cornfields. Back into the abyss which I think I'd never fully left. Dwayne pushed me down to the ground as the fireball flew over us. Blew a patch some fifty yards ahead of us, but the fire almost reached us. As things stood, there was no way we'd leave that field alive, especially in the state I was in. All I could think about was my dream. And the man in the uniform who was dead the whole time. And the bandage. The bandage. I still couldn't puzzle it out. Dwayne had other priorities, though. Hey, come on. It's out over the Thorpe farm. Now's our chance. <laughs> come on! We ain't gonna get another shot. I can't. Go without me, Dwayne. Like hell. Didn't you hear me, baby? I love you. I, I'm sorry, Dwayne. I don't. Well, I... I know. I see how I hurt you. I didn't mean it, I just... I don't know what to say sometimes. I don't know what people will think. It's okay. Let's just, the both of us, get out of here in one piece, okay? No. That thing's after me. I have to stay. You're gonna throw your life away just like that? That's a waste! You hear me? It's a dirty, stinking waste. I can't run. There's nowhere to run for me. I'm plumb out of ground. You think you'll find your mother here? You'll just die. Maybe. Maybe I'm already dead. Give it a rest, for God's sake. We gotta go. My liege. Wait a minute. I heard something. My liege. I remember that voice. What voice? I can't hear nothing. It's the fellow from Starkey Manor. He's calling me. Yes, my liege. Your apprenticeship begins now. The first step is simple. Tell me. Please, tell me. Open your eyes. At that moment, it all got so clear. The only way we could stand a chance of getting out of there, the only shot I had at finding my mother, it was doing what I always did, shutting out the world I was in, and peering into another one entirely. What are you doing? What the man said. Don't worry, Dwayne. It'll be alright. Hey, I said that. What the hell? What's the use of blinding yourself? It's the only way I can see. Take my hand, Dwayne. We're getting out of here. But, but, it's coming back. I didn't care what was on our tail. I was filled with purpose. Purpose like I'd never felt. It was like that other night. This time, I knew what I was doing. After a few steps, I wasn't in the cornfield anymore. I was in the majestic Pennsylvania station in New York City, which I'd never set foot in in reality. But here it was, a thousand times more real. Our train was already departing, but we still managed to hop on just in time. I can't imagine how it felt for Dwayne, riding the rails at high speed without the benefit of an actual train. But for me, it was just like the real thing. I could see my companion behind me in the car we were in, but he was like a ghost, a revenant from another world, which I suppose he was. None of the other passengers seemed to pay me any mind, apart from a familiar fellow in plate armor. I'm overjoyed you could make it, my liege. I'm sorry to say there were some whose faith in you wavered, but not I. Who are you? Can you tell me that now? Certainly. I am the Chevalier Solgavel of the Royal Guard of Ultramarine Palace, recipient of the Order of the Lilac, vanquisher of the Dread Worm King, at your service. Uh, Solgavel? 
Soul Gamble. You ain't with the man from the pyramid, are you? Certainly not. Baron Coldcoffin betrayed his sovereign and country. Now he serves our great enemy. Who's that? The Pharaoh. It is he who has brought you all this misfortune. Why? What did I ever do to him? What did Pa ever do to him? Not what you have done, what you will do. In Slumberland, there is no then or hence. All of time is there to be observed, laid out like a picture gallery. You mean you know the future? My future. Your future is yours, my liege. The royal chronicles are being rewritten every instant in response to countless little choices. Little choices that topple kings and blot out empires. Okay, but can't you still... <laughs> What's happening? You're fading away, Mr. Soulgab. I'm here still. Another matter demands your attention How can I find you if... This time, the shaking was even more violent than before. The train derailed outright and sent me and Dwayne plunging back into the Texas night. I pulled off my blindfold, tasted the blood in my mouth, and watched it drip onto train tracks. The railroad had never come to Aurora. Where were we? Dwayne, I, I think we're... Dwayne? What did we... <coughs> oh, stop. It's okay. I think we're safe. There's no way that thing followed us all this way. Optimistic, but aren't we? I looked up and there it was. Close up, I could see it wasn't just a fireball. More like a giant incandescent light bulb with a burning halo around it that seemed to scorch the sky itself. But now that halo receded and the bulb itself grew dim. It seemed to lose altitude as it did so, until finally it landed without a sound on tracks in front of us. And from it, like it was birthing out, issued the glass-eyed man, Baron Cold Coffin. He looked at me with a smile that made me sick to my stomach. What a merry little chase we've had ourselves, eh? You really got me going towards the end there. I'm impressed. I want my mother. You've made that quite clear. But you can't have her. You all belong to him now. Why, you son of a bitch. You do this for fun, don't you? Excuse me, miss. This happens to be my job. But you love it, don't you? I assure you I do not. Now come along. Let's get this over with. You can't make me. Yeah, me neither. Ugh. Let's see about that. With a flourish, he pulled out his sword and held it aloft. A second later, he burst into flame. He smiled wider than before. Yes, I got the flaming one out just. Your dear old dad wasn't quite high profile enough, if you get my meaning. You want to fight? I'll give you one. Here's my spare. I don't mind bringing you to the ceremonial chamber like the scorch. <laughs> I must say, I was somewhat disappointed by the late Joseph, the father of a saint and all that. <laughs> And he hardly put up a fight. Not even a let's settle with last man, your ass bastard. <laughs> really, I expected more. 
piece of shit. I'd kill you with my bare hands. Now, George, I'm not going back. No, I don't have to. You're already dead. There. Oh! <laughs> Who told you? Come on! Soul gap. Like I hoped, the name froze him in his tracks. Just enough time for me to grab Wayne and jump into a ditch next to the tracks, while he wheeled around too late and rushed for a ship, only to see it smash into a thousand pieces when the cowcatcher hit it. He raised his sword to stop the locomotive, but he wasn't fast enough. It caught him full on, and I only got a glimpse of his livid glance as it swept him away, vanishing into the night. I watched it go, but something in me knew he wasn't dead. It wasn't going to be that easy. Just then, Dwayne seemed to get his bearings again and he looked at me like a frightened puppy. Maybe. Where are we? A ways away. Aurora's that way, though. That's the way we came. We, we gotta get back then. Tell folks about that ship before it does any more damage. Ain't no more ship, Dwayne. It's gone. Oh. That's good. We still gotta get back, though. Ain't nobody gonna find us out here. You go. I got some place to be. Wait, where? Don't know yet. I suppose I'll find out. Can I come with you? You got people back there, Dwayne. Get back to them and hold them close. Don't forget how lucky you are. Lucky? No tale has been called lucky since Grandpa Horton struck gold in the Black Hills. Then he lost it all anyway to some card shark three days later. That's how it goes for us. You're more lucky than you know, Dwayne. And you're a fine man, too. It's been an honor knowing you. I gave him a kiss on the cheek and I left them there looking dumbstruck. The tracks told me where I had to go. I followed them until daylight came and kept on going. I was still scared out of my wits and my legs felt like a statue's, but I knew if I stopped I'd never start up again. Eventually, I came to a freight depot where some hobos were camped out. I sat myself by the fire. Nobody looked at me. Except this funny-looking woman with dark glasses. She didn't look like she really belonged there. I guess I didn't either. So that's how come she noticed me. You're new, aren't you? Yeah. Is there any food? It just so happens there is. Fortunate, aren't you? I guess. I'm Lottie. A pleasure. I'm Ethel. Then she looked straight into my eyes and it felt like all the blood was drained out of me. Oh. Look at that. What? Right there, silly. I see it in your face. You're like me. What do you mean? Oh, uh, nothing. 